It is a new day in the workroom. It is a new season of Drag Race UK. This time it's versus the world. And I have a global superstar herself, Neve Kavanagh, to join me to get into this episode. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much, Kian. <laughs> Not feeling as global as I thought I would right this moment. Okay. But... <laughs> Give so, me long enough with the you know with enough baked goods, I could be very gecko. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, full disclosure, this is your first episode of Drag Race ever. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Why? Why wait? Why? I, do you know what? It's so weird, right? I cannot believe I've got this far without it because, quite frankly, I've discussed elements of it in the sense of. Um, you know, obviously in rehearsal rooms or whatever, you know, I came across people. And obviously when I'm in the in the, the room with lots of people, we talk about RuPaul and the drag race and everything. So there's lots of references in my life, but I've never actually seen it. It's a little bit like some of the, you know, the soaps years ago, EastEnders. I used to read, the, read them uh, because I didn't have time to watch anything. I don't watch it a lot of TV. I don't even watch myself on TV, so, you know, so, uh, but actually, having said that, I did squeeze in, like, one series of Love Island at one point, so if I can deal with the trauma of that, surely, surely. Surely. <laughs> I mean, I never miss Strictly, I always record it, so obviously, I, the biggest problem I have is I don't need new addictions in my life, right, and the, the <laughs> I can barely fit the ones I have, and I have a bad feeling after watching this now, I'm going to have a new addiction. <laughs> I'm I mean, just that's how about I catching feel. up on the queer ride. You know what I mean? Like it's just really yeah. hard. <laughs> that's how I feel about the housewives. I feel like there's there's a lot of things in there that I would enjoy, but like my brain is filled with obscure queens who came out fourth in you know Drag Race Down Under season two that I don't need a whole lot of women I don't know. No, no, I completely understand that. Now, mind <laughs> you, the drag world, I love it, so I don't know why mm. I haven't embraced it. I think sometimes because. I don't live at that level of glamour. I love the drama, though. I, I mean, nor do I. I love the <laughs> drama. I have opinions. I mean, I watch Strictly every year, and quite frankly, I have opinions. But I've never, I'm not a dancer. Anybody who knows me will know mm. that, you know, choreography makes my head melt. So quite frankly, but I do have very strong opinions about it. So yeah. I suspect by the end of this, I'll have very strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, when you and I were kind of conceiving recording this mm-hmm. episode together at, at the podcast awards. Darling. I mean, you, you were talking about like your exposure to drag and you kind of named all the four, like the four kind of biggest Irish uh, drag queens. And, and I mean, you described their drag in such a succinct and like expert way. I was oh. like, you will have no problem with this. Show. What did I say? <laughs> I, I, I describe how I feel when I'm with them and I absolutely adore them, you know, and actually I've, I've met a lot of drag queens. I mean, when I first started growing up, the only drag queens I ever saw technically were, you know, Danny LaRue, Hinge and Bracket. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, that doesn't seem like drag right now, but, you know, the truth is that's my youth. That's where we were. And they were clever. They were, you know, they were camp, they were glamorous, but Hinge and Bracket were funny. You know, they really got, I mean, they did the Edwardian lady thing or Victorian lady. I love that whole kind of twittery thing. So, I mean, for me, drag is about representing who you are, what you want to represent. But every artist that gets on stage, it's exactly the same. You know, uh, Neve Kavanagh is Neve Kavanagh on stage, but like Neve Kavanagh and a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. obviously, yeah. if you're sitting here having a cup of tea with me, you'll get an element of who I am, but not as 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 fabulously fab 
as I am on stage. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very different thing, you know. So it's kind of people often remark on how I am myself. So I think drag queens bring the drama or they either bring an element of themselves augmented. But I think that's what you yeah. do. I think that's what fame or stage does. You augment a part of yourself that appeals mm. to people and they want to either identify or admire or detest it. You you either you have to get a strong emotion out of people. Yeah. And I think that drag kind of is part of that, you know, so. Yeah. I love it. hundred percent. I love it. So I guess as we go to the Queens, I'm really interested because obviously you, not only have you been in your vision, you're, you've been around, you know, every sure. year almost, like, you know, in and out, in and out. I'd love to know whether the drag that you saw in this show kind of aligns with the sort of like music and culture of the different countries that we saw in this episode. Oh God, elements of it. Yes. I mean, wait till we get to the French one. I have words. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just dive right in, right? So Lovely. this is your first time seeing any of these queens. I'll we'll, we'll chat to them briefly as they walk in, and I just kind of want a first impression. Beautiful. I gave you a bit of a cheat sheet, just so you kind of had a bit of context going into this. Okay. Um, I was probably more candid in the cheat sheet than I will be on this because they're never going to see the cheat sheet. But <laughs> unless I uh, inadvertently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, how much money are we going to get involved? <laughs> Okay, so first in was Tia Coffee in her leopard sort of sort of bondage look. Um, and and so UK versus the world season one, the queens came in by country, so all the UK queens came in first, and then you know Holland and stuff like that. But they kind of mixed them up this year, and I don't know if it was for better or for worse. But regardless, what did you think of Tia Coffee? I really like the vibe of Tia Coffee. It reminds me of a couple of the drag queens I probably would have met early on in my career, in the sense that my first experience, in a weird way, there's a naivety about Tia Coffee, but actually a real charm. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think there's really charm about Tia. I I, I kind of really liked uh, the vibe of them the whole way through the series, but when they were coming in, um, it got that kind of, was giving me the share look with the big hair and the mm. leopard skin and the thing. And I thought the look was good. It was, you know, it was accomplished. It okay. was nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I went, wow, you know, but yeah. but I quite liked who they were. Like in Tia, exactly. Tia gave me something kind of likable, which I really, I want that. I want an element of humor as well. And yeah. what I quite liked was the generosity about what was coming next. Yeah. Exactly. So like Tia kind of speaks about coming seventh, but seventh kind of doesn't do justice to how well she did in that like season two of the UK was absolutely huge. Yeah. Aired in early 2021. It was peak lockdown. It was just a really high standard season. Mm. People absolutely adored it. And although like there were queens who beat her, people would struggle to remember their names as quickly as they would. Yeah, it's not always about winning. It's about the impact that you make. It's kind of not unlike Eurovision in that sense. Sometimes you remember the winner, sometimes you don't. The avid fans will remember elements of things, but sometimes it's not about the winning. It's about the impact that you make or how you kind of interact. But yeah, I really liked, I really liked the engagement of this person and the hair, the hair was a bit, you know, definitely 80s share, you know, so I could definitely relate to that 80s, 90s. You know? <laughs> I was, I was waiting for that whole thing, you know, where they're kind of sitting on the, you know, in turn back time when they're in the naval place. Oh, and she's on the cannon. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was feeling, I was getting that vibe. <laughs> I'm not sure that was what he was going for I don't know I don't know if they're going for that either I don't know Uh, Hannah Condo was in next uh, and from so runner up in season two of Down Under very funny 
really gorgeous sort of blue, light blue and pearlescent gown. And I think something Hannah Connor that people forget is because she's so funny and charismatic, people don't appreciate the quality of her aesthetic because she looks really, really good. I agree completely. I love the whole energy about it. Now, don't get me wrong. Australian humour is right up my street, right? I love that element of, you know, there's like very basic humour, but also there's subtlety to it in the sense that, I'm, but it's really, really funny. I, love I mean, humor. where's the subtlety in kick him and kick it in kick the dick? Him in the dick. <laughs> that is oh, not yeah, to be subtle. a ringtone, Keen. I'm going to tell you that as a national <laughs> treasure. That's not allowed. But there, there, there's no subtlety to it, but there's actually, I know what you mean. I kind of find it, I love that kind of sarcastic thing, you know, because actually I raised my kids on that level of sarcasm, really. I love that whole thing of humour through sarcasm, you know, because actually there's a there's a fondness in it when you use it because you can say quite a lot, but I just love the energy of Hannah. And I'm, Hannah? Hannah? Hannah. Anna, Anna, uh, Hannah, Hannah Conda. Hannah Conda, yeah. I know, I know. I keep thinking of the snake situation. I know that's a whole yeah. thing. But uh, <laughs> Hannah, yeah, no, I, I like the energy here, but you're right. Absolutely beautiful. Really kind of, um, the makeup was amazing. The dress was fabulous. The colours were great. And um, I love that they, like Hannah plays to who she is in drag because she's just like really fab, lovely. I really loved it. I love that whole energy about her. Um, I think, um let me see, what did I write here? I have, I, I wrote my little notes. Up. That was so good. <laughs> I was so good. I have to go down and find them when they, when she came in. Oh, there she is. Um, yeah, I, I, do you know what it is? I kind of, I didn't expect her to be kind of, you know, so classic. You know, she was kind of classic yeah. drag for me in some ways, but mm. actually she has, she has great humour and I, I really like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really strong balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Spain, next is Arancha Castilla-La Mancha, whose name was bed into us in the talent show, so we all know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I'm, uh, still, she was I'm in, still deciphering, still you know, there's yeah. a little bit of, you know, Freud going on with that situation. I here. think when James and I covered this season, he kept calling her Anthraxa. So uh, <laughs> There might have been a reason. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> she <laughs> came in in a yellow and black latex cat suit with some white and black sort of tulle frill kind of from the from the waist down. And I'd actually forgotten that she had come out as trans since her season as well, which was kind of nice to hear. And I hope we hear more of that sort of story yeah. and transition as we go through. Um, I wrote in my cheat sheet that, uh, you know, I don't think she... I feel okay saying this because she kind of said it herself. She didn't write, achieve a certain level of polish in her season, but she was a real fan favorite because she was just so charismatic and lovable. But it seems like that, you know, she's got some budget and she's got some nice fashion this this time around. Yeah, well, you would hope that they kind of moved on from their previous years. I can't relate because obviously I only saw clips based on, you know, when they were doing the thing and seeing little clips yeah. going back to them. Yeah, there's an element of that. There's, there's kind of, she she's a little bit dominant in some of the things that when they're talking, you know, when it kind of uh, people are interacting, you see she's kind of trying to get the dominance in there. But um, I'm I'm not sure about her. For me, you know, okay. she's only okay to me. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair <laughs> you know, I I think funny enough, there was bits of it I liked. I, if we're just talking about the initial impression, you know, the the wig was a bit, you know, and the, and by the end of the the introduction of everybody I think the makeup was starting to get a little bit it reminded me basically at most pride <laughs> events after a gig you know in most of the selfies <laughs> that people take of me the very end and there is not quite sitting <laughs> is that those are warm lights is that harsh there was, there was no filter I yeah I don't I don't think that's that harsh to be honest um <laughs> it wasn't may polished may... is that polished is it, is it kind of you know it was I think it was less polished than some of the others yeah so to be fair and you're up again 
some very polished, like super yeah, polished. Great. And yeah. uh, so you kind of get to that point and you kind of go, mm. <laughs> you're on the big stage now, girl. <laughs> yeah. Mayhem Miller was in next. So Mayhem, I was trying, when I was trying to describe her to you, I thought it was kind of interesting. So she was in season 10. Mm-hmm. She wins the first challenge, which is she has to make this dress. She makes this really lovely dress. And you see it in the clip of how she makes these kind of like straps out of like black gloves. And like, it was really well put together and she kind of became like a front runner and then she just sort of petered out and got eliminated kind of in the middle of the season mm-hmm. then she comes back for all stars five which was a bit of a dud of a season she said she came in the middle but i think she was maybe the seventh of ten so mm-hmm. um and kind of like fell flat on her talent show and then kind of again didn't really make too much of an impact was very safe so it's I kind of think it's hard to kind of describe her sort of drag. It's kind of pageanty. It's kind of it's it's kind of a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe I don't know if she what your impression was, but I don't know if she like stated who she is as a drag queen that well in this episode. Yeah, there's an element to that. You're right. You just kind of you know who am I kind of thing. I, I think what I found with with her was um, with Mayhem. I I liked elements of of her but do you know what I was I just didn't know who she was I, I was like you know and there was this big red everybody was relating to oh you're one of my favorites and all that so clearly she is visible among the other entrants because not everybody knew everybody else when they were coming in <clears throat> but she was visible enough in the sense that people remembered her if you understand me but I don't know that I would have remembered her do you understand me <laughs> except well for- that's the thing and when you're the when the American Queens, you have a much bigger platform, and like everyone watches the US season, whereas mm-hmm. not everyone watches all the other ones. So yeah. she has an advantage there, and she was on Drag Race whatever six years ago. Sure. She had she twice, and then she was on it twice, and she had this meme where she would do like wide eyes like that, yeah. and kind of became a meme. And she had that song Queen of the Party that they all kind of referenced. So there's things that she has, and she has a platform that I think makes her stand taller amongst the others initially yeah but i think once they did the talent show you kind of saw that playing field but do you think that's because she maybe rested on that a little bit you know you know that kind of thing yeah and and the funny part is you know i don't know if we were supposed to be relating to what's coming in the show but but basically you know the thing about with the the talent show thing is there was a big conversation about the fact that she forgot the words in one of her talent show right so that obviously did for her and she clearly learned nothing from that experience (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I've been that soldier. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, generally what I do is I just sing in Swahili or make them up and sing it with yeah. such confidence that you're going to go, is that that could be it? <laughs> I know, but you've got music and stuff in the background. She had nothing but like a, a dong and like an inspirational quote. So she I think she missed, Swahili. she missed a very good opportunity to say Chakra Khan. I'm not just going to yeah. say. I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> saying saying Shaka Khan would alone would not make me laugh, although it did make yeah. me laugh. But and I actually was I had high hope, a bit like you know the way Alan Carson. I had high hopes when she started off with the Shaka Khan and the yeah. you know whatever, never trust a fart and all that. But I it, it just if you're making yourself laugh, it only works if you <laughs> if you yeah. already have the room with you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, That's exactly. It. Yeah, or if you 100%. have room. To allow yeah. the the laugh to be okay, you literally have what, what is it a minute? Yeah, you oh, can yeah, have a minute. Like it's yeah. like it's it's fast. Yeah, it is. You know, so it's, it's a bit of a shame because she was going for something alternative, which promised a lot, but it didn't really. So she didn't really learn from the first experience of forgetting. I think you know, I 
I tried on stage once in regards to forgetting. And, you know, the reality is I'll never let that happen again if it kills me. Like, I mean, I'll do anything to stop it. You know, you know, you, you kind of do what you say. Oh, no, this is important that I, I know this. So but nerves can do that to you. And I, I know. But I did like I did like Mayhem, you know, and definitely featured, you know, and you could see that possibly Mayhem was going to play the game. Which, which yeah. actually oh, yeah. most of us want, you know, I mean, yeah. despite anything, we want someone in the back playing the game. Yeah, and she would have been very good for that, yeah. to be fair. So from someone who maybe didn't quite know who they were in drag, but didn't at least put it across, mm -hmm. to somebody who is undeniably themselves a drag, and that is Charitza May. Charitza May. I mean, straight away. <laughs> so, you know, her iconic entrance line last time was, don't hate me because I'm beautiful, hate me because I'm an immigrant. This time it was like, it's okay to hate me because I'm immigrant. Oh, sorry. It's okay to hate me because I'm beautiful because look at the glow up, which I thought was a fun callback. Um, Loving the fact that, you know, not relying on the past stick, you know, but we all know it's still there. You know, the UK kind of, um, yeah, UK kind of Spain thing. It's a little confusing, you know, from that point of view, but actually... You know, I quite like the energy of it. I think I feel like Teresa May is actually playing both cards, the world and the UK, mm. in, yeah. in a way. So that may help in the game. I mean, that could get interesting. If yeah. Arantia stays around, they can have conversations that the others won't understand, which I think could be beneficial. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you're already I mean, assuming that nobody else can speak Spanish now. Come on. <laughs> Uh, actually, to be fair, <laughs> Marina, like uh, Tagalog, is very close to Spanish, so Marina could probably understand. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I don't know how well the I don't know how well the American queens can speak Spanish. Oh no, the Americans. Well, there's a lot of Spaniards in there, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. La Granda, the Granda. No, <laughs> no. I mean, I think the best entrance look of the lot. You know, the poise that she struts on the runway. She came second, but she was kind of the fate like. In terms of like challenges and stuff, she was kind of the favorite to win. Paloma ended up winning it, but she just kind of had a different sort of a je ne sais quoi that the kind of the pictures of the post, but like really could be considered a winner in this sort of category. Um, and interesting that like she is known for being editorial, she's known for being fashion, and we didn't get that side of her. So it's great that she's managed to keep it hidden for a moment. Um, yeah, well, it gives, her, what was gives your... her a big a big statement later on, you know, exactly. that you're taking the gamble that you're going to get past to it. You know, so yeah, you have to have 100%. enough confidence in what you're doing in the present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you were impressed by her? Uh, are we talking about the, La, the Grand Dame? La Grand Dame, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? The French the French always bring something to the table. It's, uh, even in Eurovision, every year the French bring either high class, amazing, or something so out there, but they're always themselves, which I love, right? And actually, I think the Grand Dame definitely was herself. Yes. Without a doubt. Like there was that element, which I really liked. Um, not always comfortable in it. If you understand me watching it, sometimes it looks a bit because the height, sometimes the height is, gives you that gangly look. So you either you either look yeah. very together. I think in the sing-off, you know, when you saw that happen, I don't know if I'm doing anything wrong there. Yeah, but if the, if the sing-off, you could see that, what way that was going to go simply from the position. Although what she was doing was brilliant. But yeah, it, was it was very much different to what else was going on, on the stage at the time. And so, therefore, there was an element of, you know, using different parts of the body in a different way. But it has that kind of slightly foal-like way of walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is very model-esque. Yes. And I think that... And the I dancing like the, the... portrays that too, you know, so it's that yeah. kind of thing. So, um, yeah. But I love, I love the alternate type thing. You're right. It wasn't very obvious you know, that very high fashion. 
uh, because even the clips that they were showing, you could see there was a lot of serious eye fashion going on. Like, yes. So I'm very I'm sure we're keen. getting it. Yeah, no, yeah, I'd say it would come. But you are really taking the chance that what you're doing in this episode is going to get you into the next space, you know, and that's it. You know, so you, you have to be bringing it every time. But I think I think the Grand Am has enough in side to actually feel confident that they can bring it on most levels i don't know what happens in the next series i'm assuming things you know like the sewing bee maybe they make costumes out of you know umbrellas yeah. and stuff but you know you know or tents. often often they do you know or whatever it is you know they get given tasks i'm assuming so i mean i think there's a lot going on here with the grand that could be a kind of a slightly dark horse the the that strength of confidence sometimes can go again you a little bit you know in the other contestants so you really have to make sure you're safe all the way <laughs> you know you can't you can't allow someone who doesn't like you because you people either love that or hate it yeah exactly so Would marina summers is in next no mm. i do yeah 100 percent. sorry i was gonna move on to marina summers there okay. um she was in next and she was also second place kind of joined second place in her season first season of drag race philippines and kind of like the grand dam was kind of like the series leader and that she'd won the most challenges, mm-hmm. but kind of just got beaten by a, maybe a more charismatic queen to the final, uh, Precious Paula Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes, like, I have I think this kind of made me realise that sometimes when you when I, when I watch, like, a, a Philippines or a Down Under, you can kind of only really compare them to who they're up against. And this gives you the opportunity to, like, compare qualities of different countries almost in a way. Yeah. Because even though Marina was, like, strong but not a pack leader in Philippi- Philippines, she is out the gate a pack leader. Like, oh. the quality of the production of the songs, which we'll get to later on. Yeah. But just, like... That, that gorgeous look that she had, the kind of golden, like, chain maily sequin look with the hood and the sword. Amazing. Oh, I know. Uh, uh, unbelievably fabulous. The quality of the costume, quality of the, I mean, and beautiful, fine features, just beautifully enhanced, you know, knows knows where the strength is of, I think Marina knows who she is, as a, 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 without a doubt, brings it. My, your only slight concern with this is, is it going to be a one trick? Is there going to be more than that? You know, but in saying that, I quite like the energy of it and definitely the element of competition, because that's what we all want. No matter what you say, we all want a bit of competition in here. And Marina Marina brought a lot of polish, like a lot of polish. I mean, the level of dance, the level of thing. And I'm assuming that did Marina sing originally? I mean, I know the lip synced initially in in the talent, but was that her singing in it you know oh i assume so oh yeah so i felt it was so that that's an extra you know so there's a lot of bonuses going on there for the whole performance and i think it'll just depend on how the other side of the character comes out because we need we like the whole broad to make a proper full drag queen act is to Mm. get the whole concept and have that personality across as well it's not just the look it's about everything you want everything about the person you know so that's yeah you know she risks following in the heels of Pangina Heels, who was in season one. She was a, one of the. She was based in the Michelle Visage of Thailand, and she competed, and not that many people knew her. Mm-hmm. And she came out the gate straight away, amazing performance, really amazing looks. Won the first episode, was kind of flawless all the way up until one episode where she got in the bottom, and they like took their chance and they kicked her out. Of course, they did. And I worry that Marina might end up falling into that if she's too much of a pack leader. Oh she no, they'll get a target on her back. Oh, they'll, they'll absolutely have it out for, especially yeah. the further they go into the competition, because they'll be, when they it, there's a part, certain point in the competition where they start looking at who's going to be their competitors, and if they get yeah. an opportunity to get rid of someone who's going to be a competitor, 
they are gone. It's not always yeah. relative to how good you are. So you have to keep yourself out of that space, you know? Yeah, 100%. Either that 100%. or you've got to absolutely endear them to the point that they can't bear to lose you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone who might go for that strategy is Jumpers Blonde, our Belfast queen is in there. Uh, what did you think of Jumpers? Do you know what? I really liked Jumpers. <laughs> Because they're probably, you know, in a weird way, I think, you know, she she knows who she is, right? She's, yeah. she's, I think the level of joke that she's making, that she's fashion, like she probably does believe she's a fashion, but let's be honest, she's not bringing the full fashion. <laughs> yeah. So I think, and her, I think her day job is fashion related. Sure. Maybe is it in a magazine? Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. I believe that's the case. That's, and she kind of like said, I'm a fashion queen in season four. And kind of, as you heard today, everyone was like, well, really. <laughs> no, actually, and, you know, to be fair, there's a, there's a charm about it, and of course, slightly, slightly kind of biased because obviously I want somebody Irish in there for a start. Yeah, you know, obviously I'm, we're always going to be wanting something Irish to be shouting at. Added to the bonus <laughs> that I live outside of Belfast, so funny enough, I haven't come across Jumper, so I feel that that's a gap in my life that I can't mm. believe. That I think happened. they're based in London, ah, so they right. wouldn't have been about. Yeah, okay. So I think that's probably why. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying here. There's a there's mm. a kind of a predisposition to want them to do well and to forgive that kind of slight. Um, ghostness is the word I would use, but that kind of slight lack of there's a little lack of polish there. That, but I actually find it endearing, yeah, because <laughs> obviously I recognize it. And you know, back in the day, the Irish got through lots of things simply because, quite frankly, people genuinely like them. And so there's nothing wrong with playing that side of it, but they but they can be cheeky too. And I think to be fair, there's a potential here now that uh Jamber could be kind of caught out a couple of times, maybe. But I quite like it. I think you get away, I think you get away. <laughs> well so so the look was like kind of leprechaun themed with this sort of like green bolero. Oh, at the end, like yeah. Ruch, no, at the oh, start, the front, the start yeah. Look, oh, yeah. Ruch sort of green tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a reference to when they were doing Snatch Games so impersonation. She was going to do somebody else, I can't remember who, but RuPaul basically asked her to do St. Patty, which was trademark free St. Patrick. Anyway, like, John Pruse, as an Irish person, degraded herself to leprechaun jokes and did really well like she knows where her bread is buttered she was kind of like Irish people are going to hate this but I'm in a competition and I need to do it yeah and you know what actually Irish might hate it but they might actually go fair play to you yeah (laughs) you know I think if you do it with enough kind of you know tongue-in-cheek I think people will appreciate it I don't I don't think you know you can sometimes I'll be honest with you I I traveled a huge amount especially at the beginning after your vision and I, I I practically packed my shillelagh every time I went away because I got so patriotic when I went away. I was I was three shades short of wearing green every day. Like, it was ridiculous. You just become very, you know, I suppose, sentimental about it. You don't really recognise it when you're in it, but when you're away, you kind of bring the Ireland with you. So actually, yeah. using a bit of Ireland, I think it'll be good, very good. I think it'll, yeah. it'll get you further down the road because people don't find us as threatening. Yeah, as the Brits. Yeah, but you know, I mean, that's it. And so if they're going to keep somebody in, they might just keep them in because, and so it's okay to use that for a bit, maybe in the places yeah. where you're slightly weaker, shall we say. Because you're, you know, you're yeah. not going to be good at every space, you know. No exactly. Some, yeah. some queens will be amazing at everything, but generally yeah. speaking, 
you know, that you see their little weak bits in, I'm assuming, at some point. Yeah, yeah, you see their flaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate Minaj was in next from Netherlands. Uh, okay. I, I actually thought she was the finalist, but I do remember she was like, she basically had won three challenges and like, kicked out just before the final, which was like the first time that it ever oh, happened. Oh, that's tragic. Um, real sort of grungy mm-hmm. club kid alternative queen who came in with this sort of leopard print Maleficent look, which yeah. I really liked. Yeah. Uh, w- w- did you get much of an impression of Kate? Yeah, I think there was a couple of things that I wasn't expecting from that. I wasn't sure where the charisma was coming from, like the, the coherence, I suppose, really. There's a strength of this is who I am. And, and and I suppose this show is all about showing where they're from also. So there's an element yeah. of that. So they're kind of playing on past glories a little bit and also the country that they're from. So I'm not knowing what else happens in the series. I don't know where the strengths are going to come out. Um, I think for me, still mid-table respectability, although a couple of things happened during it, which surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll put a pin on that. We'll come back yeah. to that. Two more to go. Scarlet Envy came out in this sort of uh, red, red gown. Um, uh, she, and the, oh yeah, sorry, then my own note is that she, I really loved her pink sort of like velvet shirt in the in the Talking Heads. I thought it was Oh, amazing. yeah, me too. I uh, loved that. Me too. Um, impressions on, of Scarlet? Yeah. Uh, very mid-table uh, for me, uh, funny enough. Um, and it's, it was so funny because what happened was when when I was, look, you gave me the cheat sheets in a certain order, which was very yeah. different, right? So when they, when she came out, she was kind of quite late when she came out in the in the first order. So yeah. I'd, I'd almost forgotten that she was coming. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but she came out second in the, according to my notes here, in, in the in the talent, the talent show right yeah. and so by when she came out second I kind of had forgotten who she was a little bit and that's I don't know what that means in the grand that's scheme of good. things you yeah. know because it's, it's not a good thing no because it was very little time between the two you know realistically <laughs> yeah, it should have been um no very glam like very glam mm. I thought you know and um you know there was something nice about her but by by, by then I'd already seen quite a few out you know, at the yeah. in the intro. So realistically, you've got to be bringing something that I'm going to remember in that space. And I'm not 100 percent sure how much I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> so Is that wrong? interesting. No, I mean that's your truth. It can't <laughs> be wrong. Um, the surprising in the last Queen out was Gothy Kendall. Interesting choice by production to basically choose maybe the queen with the worst reputation to come out last but i thought it was a kind of fun way to kind of like as a kind of gag to have her come out last i thought it was kind of fun way of doing it so tell me about the roar gothy <laughs> yes yeah, so her, she was in the first episode ever of drag race uk and they had to do like a look inspired by their hometown and i if i could remember this properly i think she's from like leicester and she she did leicester zoo which was kind of like a black cat suit and she painted her face uh <laughs> Painted face like a like a kind of tiger, and Alan Carco, <laughs> and she kind of came down and did this kind of rare thing rawr. on stage, and <laughs> wasn't as convincing Car- as all the rah they were doing. <laughs> it was because it was, it was a little bit. It was less. Hello. It was less convincing than that. And during the uh, <laughs> I can't do this properly, but during the critiques, Alan Carr goes. It, it kind of felt like somebody on the lunch break said, "Oh, I'll go down to this uh, zoo in London and get my face painted for two pounds." And came back to her colleagues and was like, "Rah." And that was like a clip that did the rounds for ages. So that was kind of what she was referencing with that lion print <laughs> corset. Well, I love that humor. I like if you've got that kind of humor. If you recognize, I was so not bringing it to the table. That's you know that's kind of good. I quite liked Scotty. I kind of liked a little bit of thing, but you kind of need a little bit of 
confidence is something is something I'm desperate to have, you know, because you, you want your queens to have it, don't you? Want, you want them to be kind of strutting out. You know, any performer walking on stage, you don't want them to feel like they don't have it in the bag, that they're not the boss of you, right? <laughs> That's probably the best way I would say that. But, you know, this, I quite like Scotty. I kind of like the whole thing, but I think... I think it might just be a little bit difficult in the sense that it's still carrying the fact that it is was a Gothi who went out in the first show. Yeah, she she was the first ever out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's she, kind she, of I carrying think, that a little bit, like you know. I think and so, so um, yeah, that's kind of a thing, isn't it? <laughs> you 100%. can feel it in in the way that it, it, there they're almost like I can't believe I'm here, like you know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, you know, but I don't know. I don't there. know. Could it, you know? I think people like that can surprise you. Because they, yeah. if they have the, no, they can do. If they have time to grow, yeah, and they should do. Like it's been five years or four years. Yeah, when you would have so thought like, now in between there would have been an element, but I love the kind of the roar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then Raven comes out. So for your context, Raven is the queen who does RuPaul's makeup. Oh, uh, okay. So she was a computer before, and now she does RuPaul's makeup, and sometimes they wheel her out for different things. So that's who she was. And so they were all uh, traumatized because they thought there was somebody else in the She was going to compete. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they were going, yeah. that's game over. Like, Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. And then like, okay, it's all good. She's right. Um, that would be like then, me bringing Johnny Logan out before, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Johnny Logan yeah, of drag, really. That's uh, Johnny and I are going to compete against each other. We all know who's winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how good I am. <laughs> Uh, then Rue announced that there's a 50k prize so this is the first time there's actual money to win wow. in Drag Race UK that's which big is, it is big and, and why has you know, it taken they, so long I mean they haven't really clarified it but kind of I think the thing is is like they usually said oh we can't give money away on the BBC but everyone is like what do you mean the traders the, the wall the wheel like there is all money these games. I don't understand exactly that. so what the thing is is because those shows as my understanding of it is have rules that the, you know you go to you know you either get the question right or you get the question oh wrong. yeah so it's and either or yeah. it's objective yeah, there's yeah. no subjectivity but because there's subjectivity in this show they can't give out the money because they can't follow the rules is my understanding now i don't know how they've got around this maybe they've just got a sponsor that they're going to give out i was going to say but it's like, much more likely that the production was run on you know rupaul was getting paid everything yeah <laughs> rupaul <laughs> or michelle Visage. Possibly. <laughs> but the I think it's about time because like there's so many franchises of drag race around the world and the UK is the only one where they don't get any money and it's about time that they get money. Oh, without a doubt. Because drag's expensive. Oh, and no, it is they huge. Entertain us. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. So Definitely not. I'm really glad to see that. Me too. Um, I don't know if there's much to say. Oh, yeah, actually, sorry, I do want to ask you. So once you'd seen them all. Yeah. Who like who stu- who stood out as your favorite? I'm not 100 percent sure who stood out my favorite. I just remembered people, and I think that you know that because that's I think that's something that you always say: who are you taking away from that space? And you also see how they interact together. So you who's talking to who? You know who's kind of getting the sense of it. I didn't know that I had to kind of pick a favorite at that point. That's but, okay. You might you don't. You know, I think to be fair. To I'm not saying it's a favorite, but Hannah Conda kind of sticks with me because of the humor and definitely potential. Yeah. Is it, so if I had paused the TV and turned it off and asked you to name one of them, you probably would have named Hannah. Hannah Conda. I would have remembered that from a name and from a personality. Um. Yeah. I. I I'm trying to look. I, even looking at the names, you know, they all made me laugh. But you know, it's also one of the easier names to remember. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna lie. Not a, not a rancher, Castilla Mancha. No, a rancher, like, that's, that's, come on, yeah. a rancher, Bexic, you know. 
Um, you got to have okay, something big to give me. <laughs> I'm going to bother to remember that. <laughs> so, I mean, what a guest judge this week, Richard E. Grant as well. What a legend. I was hoping that we'd get like a, what's that? We want the finest wine known to all humanity or whatever. Yeah. Like, I would have like, I want the finest drag known to all humanity. We want it here. He I may have said it, but maybe it didn't fit in the edit. Yeah, you know? that would have been really fun. So uh-huh. let's move on to the challenge. Okay. The main challenge was the all-star talent show. And then the runway was uh, for queen and country so we'll go through each of them okay. we'll discuss the talent sure. we'll discuss the look I'll try to be more succinct I appreciate that I'm no, talking fine. a lot no problem no problem, no problem. <laughs> um, so, okay first up was Theresa May yeah with her original song I actually found the lyrics to this kind of difficult to understand I had to pause it go back and put on subtitles um I'm so, ahead yeah, of because my it, husband makes me watch TV with subtitles, quite frankly, because okay. he's 67. Okay, so that's, I'm just going to put that there. <laughs> so I'm already on the subtitles. I turn it off for gotcha. comedy because I think sometimes you miss the, it's, it's yeah, a thing out of it a little bit. Yes, and that happened to me in some of these as well. Yeah. I kept saying, th- thinking she was saying hola guapo, but she was saying hola welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Look, would I live for this in a club? Yes. Did I think it probably could have been enunciated better on the TV? Yes. But she's so charismatic and fun. Yeah. No, I, I quite this. liked it. I really liked it. Like the energy was had polish. Loved the whole disrobing down to, I mean, a lot of body confidence. Love in that situation. It was a lot to love about what happened there. It was proper classic drag for me in that sense. <clears throat> so I quite liked the performance. Liked the fact that it was their song. Liked the fact that they were singing. You know, all those things always a big thing you know so and proper commitment to reveals etc so you know for me yeah yeah, yeah definitely definitely strong. yeah i really enjoyed it and then her rule britannia look i thought was good i've seen people kind of do this sort of oscar and bag of chips did an oscar and kind of do soldier stuff it is hard to get like the feminine figure yeah i think she did a good job at that yeah and i think the sort of like pro-immigration statement kind of felt like tacked on to the presentation rather than inherently woven into the garment but we liked it you know i liked it i liked the fact that you know they went for an icon put it this way you'd be looking at it and saying okay i'm putting my stall out this is this is about the uk situation yeah. right despite the fact that i'm you know talking about treat so in a spanish accent <laughs> i'm gonna go i feel like you know it's almost like a, like a double agent situation going on there i'm not 100 sure how that's gonna play out but you know i think i, I really like the look for the queen of country i thought it, de- mm. it it definitely fulfilled the brief as they say and you gotta be doing that well i i guess she's in a in a, in a tricky situation because the brief probably said something like representing her home country and like her home country is spain it's, but it's her drag spain. home country is ireland mm. so or sorry is, is england yeah. so yeah, yeah it's um, kind of a it's kind of a where do we go with that but i, I thought yeah. she pulled it off i really did I, I i think we'll see i think we'll see spanish influence throughout other challenges oh no you I will think she'll bounce that way you know? i mean it's too too prevalent in her you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just too present. Yeah. No, definitely. 100%. Scarlet. Uh, Scarlet Envy. Now, I have to say, I really liked this. This live singing, this bad advice song. I thought these were... There was a I'm lot. Surprised. There was a lot to love in that situation. Right? You yeah. know? And I thought she came across really charismatically. I thought the jokes were well delivered. I and think if you were in a way, club and you were like living that dream with her, you would be loving that. That's... absolutely totally clever talented you know definitely brought something i i really liked it actually i liked it i looked the look was very jessica rabbit 
you know, meets meets kind of Mae West, that kind of element of being in that space and very clever thought about what they were saying, you know, and and wrote it, you know, goodness me, you know, what what's not to love about that? I thought the same, like if I was in a club, I would have my phone down and my drink down and my oh, no, all you'd my be, attention you would be on that. You would be present for that. Yeah, you know, 100%. You know, it, it, weirdly, Jude to May would be present because it's like that, but you could still be doing other things. Whereas yeah. you have to pay attention to what Scarlett did, you know? <laughs> yeah, you'd kind of want to take your phone out to film treats of May, whereas you'd actually be so enthralled in Scarlett. You just, I you're, I you're present in the moment, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah, Not so good for social media, but anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then on the runway like this is the this is the classic scarlet that i know from the show this like really gorgeous you know uh cinched gown this mm-hmm. is kind of like orange and pink and with these kind of like bits of fabric sort of wrapped around her and then a fun element of having her head in mount rushmore am i bringing the rushmore. drama like you yeah. so are i you're right she brought enough glamour to want to fulfill that need so she's kind of going to all the churches as we say you know, in the sense of that she kind of brought the glamour, you know, of the beautifully made gown and all that sort of stuff and beautiful. And then this Mount Rougemore, as they called it, other. <laughs> actually wrote it down, Mount Rougemore, you know, I, I really like that. And then they put in, apparently RuPaul, I didn't recognise a single person in that fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't she, really she look like that. It RuPaul. didn't look like RuPaul, no. <laughs> I suspect she made that up when she came out, but that's yeah. okay. I mean, I've done that myself. Oh no, this is you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Use what you have. But I, you know, I kind of admire that a little bit, but you know, weirdly. Yeah. I think there's potential there, you know, definitely. And I quite got, I got what they did in the talent as such, but you know, by the time I was on to the next bit, something wiped it out. <laughs> yes. Because. So. <clears throat> yeah. I was going to say on the runway so Scarlett's known as a fashion queen but it, it can be very gown heavy like I'm thinking of Aretha Franklin nice gowns beautiful sure. gowns like it is very gown heavy and they're all really gorgeous I would love to see her change it up give us like yeah. a club kid look or give us like something kind of more grungy just I'd love a sort of a variety of she needs to show the sides of her space just not just yeah, just go so. to the, the safe space because the problem is you don't event, eventually that displays out people get bored of that you know, they, they, yeah, they have to find elements of you. No, definitely. Mm. Wow. La Grande Dame was up next. <laughs> uh, her talent show was this obscure laugh on a loop pedal performance that was then sort of interspersed with strutting down the runway and looking... Um, and accosting the sax player on the side. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and putting a microphone yeah. up her fanny. I mean, do you know, to be yeah. honest with you, that was quite a, a moment. I, I particularly like the feedback at that moment, you know, because yeah. I, <laughs> I was thinking, is there a speaker up there? I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I, I know how feedback happens. This song you. is coming from inside the house. I don't know what what she has up there that's making that feedback. Yeah. I mean, how tragic is it? You know, as a musician, that's where I went. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you know, Neil. You know. Yeah, but this the, and then sorry, and then the runway was the frog with the Eiffel Tower. I really like that. I mean, actually really nice for her to show her kooky side i kind of think i know she needed that dress to be short because she needed to stick yeah the, it was too short oh, for God, me where the sun don't too shine. short for me i felt if she was going to be like you know laughing and serving mm. i need i wanted the serve to be better i wanted it to be more glamour yeah that, no to be fair point. it was very basic looking and a little short and and so in other words there was no element of interest if she wasn't being so out there separate and doing kind of an alternative thing then it's the look itself wouldn't have saved that act 
you know, if they if they hadn't got what she was doing, do you understand what I mean? I yeah, think yeah. she could oh, have yeah, been in real yeah. danger there. It's, yeah, it's me too. definitely from that point of view, there was there was nothing else to save her. <laughs> you know, but but actually it's very French to do something very left of center, you know, and to commit completely to it, which I really love. <laughs> and this is also something if you saw in the club, again, you'd be present because you'd be like where oh, what is the this heck going? is happening here you, you'd be yeah. like the rest of them on the seats going i don't know what the hell's happening there and and yeah. weirdly i think most of them were kind of saying thank god that's her gone you know yeah. <laughs> you know because you're probably no, right. they would because they don't get you know if you like if your talent is the classic talent you're going no that's it you know class <laughs> we'll leave them there where they are you know so there's that element of that you know but that that can really pay off if you have enough confidence doing it if you know what your intent is and if you can deliver the intent, then that's it, you know. Yeah. So in season 14, the uh, Queen Willow Pill did a talent show dancing to Enya and then like dancing with a toaster and getting into a bathtub. And RuPaul absolutely loved it. It was real Monty Python shit. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I think people have cottoned on that RuPaul loves something really left to center. Well, this how many drag acts more of these has RuPaul seen in his life? Yeah, and probably exactly. terrible drag acts, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you think that people are just going to present their best all the time to you, but they don't. <laughs> and what people's concept of what a good drag act is. You don't know where your humor is coming from. You just don't know what's going to appeal to you. I think sometimes when people ask me what I think about things, they expect me to say something because there's maybe a big singer in it. But sometimes I'll find someone who has appealed to another part of what I like in performance so you can't really it's so it's such a subjective thing as a judge about anything right so uh you know so that's why i don't really try not to do the panel in your song so because i don't agree with it. i think everybody should respond as you should you know to what appeals to you my opinion is slightly is, is that why sonia got it this year well sonia i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well, did that did it break many hearts by not turning up did <laughs> I feel like after 30 years of not standing in the same room together, I feel it's, you know, if we can continue that, we can keep the mystery of him. Yeah. <laughs> if we'd have been in the same room, we might have become friends and then that would upset yeah. people. No, people don't want that. No, they don't. <laughs> they want Garo to be sitting beside her instead. No, I don't even talk about the level of portrayal that went on there. Don't even talk. I mean, honestly, I had to listen. You see, we were podcasting the, the week after. Holy God. Yeah. He never stopped talking about her. I honestly, I was like, Jesus Christ, you know. I'm sure she's lovely. She's not back in here. Like, will you move on? She wouldn't come here every couple of weeks for your therapy session. So come on, let's get yeah. on. <laughs> or right, maybe she would. Sorry, sorry. That's a whole <laughs> other conversation. Joke, I know. That's, that's, whole other... that's an in-joke. Yeah, that's that is an in-joke. Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, Gothy Kendall was up next. Her her look was this sort of like um, beef eater. It was actually quite like well put together. Beef look. So beef yeah, eater so look, this is the cape. end look. Yeah, the Queen of Country one. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but her performance was like two things in one. It, there was, it was a there hybrid was a classic... of what the hell? Which are we being here? You know. So it yeah, was like it, it was a, a cunty pop track with like you know production that could have needed a bit of mastering and then we're stopping that and we're picking up a bit of fire and we're spinning it around and then we are surprised that it works yes and then we then we shuffle off the stage you know you know when i talk about that full look when people walk like they're walking like their legs their knees don't bend that's exactly what was happening through that old performance (laughs) and then so that to me shows a level of nerves you know that that is a lack of confidence in what we're doing and you're right it was like they got two things 
together and stuck them together. You know, it wasn't yeah. coherent as a whole piece, you know, mm. and like and that. That also rings true to somebody who isn't confident in their own convictions to yeah. take something out. That yeah, I think, like, I I think that kind of is a problem for Gothi in general. <clears throat> I think it is kind of, even in the last five years, they still haven't found that level of confidence. But I wonder, is it to do with the fact that either A, that's part of their personality? Because some people are just like that. They're just kind of always slightly on the edge of that. And sometimes that can be appealing. But the other side of it might also be that even no matter what confidence they've got in the last five years, they're still back where they were when they first felt like that. See, it could be this, because even on the runway, I felt that they lacked a sort of certain mm-hmm. presence on the stage compared to the other queens. And I've seen them, they did, was it like Celebs Go Dating or X mm-hmm. on the Beach, one of those sort of like British reality dating shows. Mm-hmm. And I saw them on that and I felt like they had a lot more confidence in that situation. Maybe it was because they were as a boy a and they like, confident how they look. You know, think I about don't know. it, Dean. You know, you have a certain relationship, say if you're afraid of your ma, right? Every time yeah. you stand in front of your ma, you're going to feel that same way. You don't, yeah. you don't ever outgrow that situation. There's almost mm. quite difficult to get past it. So you either yeah. confront it. I'm kind of glad in a way you know, that got these maybe revisiting this in a way to maybe discover that. And weirdly, that could make them the story of the show, really. Yeah, that's true. You know, if you think about it, we all love a little bit of an underdog. And so the thing is, if you're rooting for Gotti in any way, if they grow during this next, mm. if they manage to survive right through, you know, the next couple of things and they grow, that, that could hugely support them, even if they don't win it. You know, you yeah. don't have to win yeah. it. You know, you just if want... they get their redemption moment, it'll give us oh, the feels. It'll, it'll be all yeah. the feels, you know, and it could yeah. save them at a moment that's really important. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Well, from from scratchy production from Gothic Candle mm-hmm. to high quality production from oh. Marina. It may be February, but it's summertime. Oh, this was amazing. My God, it was proper. Could be Eurovision. You can't see it in my terrible writing. But I yeah, said yeah. it's right there. I was like, that actually, if that came out on the Eurovision stage, it would be, you know, it would be the fuego of life. You know what I mean? It'd yeah. be that moment yeah, yeah. that everybody remembers, whether it won or not, that would be what would be happening in the clubs and everybody mm. be with their ribbons, you know, killing yeah, each yeah, other. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Taking their laces out of their shoes, putting them around. <laughs> It was such. A, I mean, you know, you kind of just went, okay. Now we know why we're here, and yeah. and actually, that tells you something. By the fifth act, that's what you're going. Oh no, that's why we're here. And yeah, and exactly. so you know, it doesn't take away from what the other people did, but when you see the level of polish on that, you're going, holy god! Now these yeah. guys better be bringing something. <laughs> And similar to Gothi, it had like sing, sing, dance, and then some sort of like, you know. Random gymnastics prop. display. <laughs> yeah. But like this felt of a piece because yeah. she slowly worked it in and then she turned the lights down yeah. and then, oh, look, the ribbons light up. Like it felt of a piece and it felt performance. It was an intent. And, and you say, right, okay, this is my moment for talent. So I'm going to show you what I can do. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot to condense. I mean, I will say this. Sometimes I was grateful it was only a minute. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> but not this particular performance. But I'm just no. saying, sometimes you were like, oh, thank Christ, that's over. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
because it's going to be to your taste or not you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I think we're getting to that uh, and then I really loved her look um, honouring oh, the Banao rice region absolutely of the love that so clever so clever and yet still glamorous I mean it was basket weaving for God's sake all around her and she still looked magnificent so you know she really put and she understood she had intent she had a story behind it it was relevant to her country you know, despite the fact that Alan Carr thought it was just grass growing out of the back of her thing I don't know if Alan, for God's sake, she referenced the rice many times. But that might have been just on the over thing. But anyway. Yeah, I think they do get to hear the over, but yeah, I just Maybe not. You know. Um because I know they do the runway twice. So I think one time they do it with their voice over and the judges don't say anything, and then I think they say it, they walk it and then the judges And then just make those kind of pithy comments that we heard. Yeah, and they pick exactly, out the nice yeah. ones that they liked out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. the thing was fear on it. Do you know what? Sometimes it kind of lacks a little bit of, you know, the crowd laughing at it. <laughs> Well, I mean, the editing for this was particular whiplash editing because it'd be like Scarlett would be like, and then final note, and then straight into La Grand Dame. Normally, it's better paced than that. Yeah, because at times I was going, holy God, because I was trying to keep an eye on who was who. You know, know, it'd be different, I suppose, if I knew them already, I'd know where I was going. But it was was already in the act before I realized who was was on the stage. You know. Yeah, it was it was very quick, mm-hmm. to be fair. Okay. Uh, Kate Minaj uh, was up next. She gave this sort of club kid uh, performance, a club song, lots of acrobatics. Yes, there was. I think the most impressive part was that was that like horse thing that she did. Oh, yeah, the common horse thing, thing. Looked like, you know, yeah. hello, you could be out and she'd be on a fire hydrant having the crack. You know what I mean? It was yeah. Like- <laughs> I... Although I thought the acrobatics were impressive, I felt this kind of lacked an element of identity or yeah, it didn't, story. It di- I didn't go, I'd like to see that again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, you know, I, that, that's Or lovely. more? You want to see more? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I didn't go, I'll definitely go and see them in, a, in drag. You know what I mean? I, that isn't an act I'd be making more interest to see because I think I saw everything that I needed to see in that moment. You yeah. know what I mean? I see I, I'm trying to remember what the talent show was. I know they showed a clip of it, but I think it was kind of more like escapism stuff that they did uh, right. and contortion and stuff like that, which I think had a better narrative to it. So I was kind of disappointed by that. I did enjoy their sort of Delph patterned Dutch milkmaid with the red thigh-high boots that she then revealed into a sort of Indonesian witch oh, look. Oh, that was beautiful. I liked them. I really liked the look at the end, the Queen of Country type thing, as they call yeah. it. Yeah, that look was was fab. And the fact that she referenced both our cultures, which was really yeah. good. And it was very clear. Yeah. yeah exactly. But I actually preferred I really the Dutch like look, actually. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of did too. In talking about Eurovision, it was those Polish milkmaids. Oh, you know? oh, any min- oh yeah. That, that's yeah, a lovely yeah, action yeah. there. You could be warning yourself. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> good thing we're recording. That or a bell ringer. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, the two strong hands. Yeah. <laughs> Double hand. Double hand. I I I feel we didn't get to see a lot of her. I feel like yeah. it didn't like in a in a way the talent didn't line up with the runway in a way that we feel no. works in the world of Kate Minaj. No, no, definitely not. I, I, but I have no real experience of Kate before this, right? So, <clears throat> but you know the the talent was like Rosa Tralee meets um, you know American Beauty Pageant a little bit, and you know in that sense, like <clears throat> like you were put on the spot and said, "What can you do?" 
Yeah. That, so that's what it kind of felt a, a little flip. bit. You know, what can you do? Yeah. Oh, I can do the pommel horse. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. it, it just felt a little bit like that. Um, I mean, she she wasn't alone in that because there was a couple of people who kind of felt a little bit like that. But, you know, it was it was a little bit like that. Um, but the, the looks were strong, I felt. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. You know, so. We kind of discussed the guided meditation mm. from Mayhem Miller, um, but let's have a moment for her Statue of Liberty look to yeah. make her black and beautiful with the big hoops, the kind of like, it wasn't like fro, like afro hair, but it was kind of in the shape of an afro. It was beautiful. And, and you'd it have looked to say, so good in her body. it really did look good. And you kind of knew who it was, although mm-hmm. I suspect she could have maybe brought something to the table in her hand that might have yes. elevated it a little bit, maybe maybe yeah. got in the way. I felt the judges' comments felt like that they knew they knew that her days are numbered. So yeah. we're just gonna we're gonna give her a big up for this. Because Yeah, let's focus on the positive. I'll be honest with you, it was a good look, but was it completely outstanding? Was it innovative? No. Yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't. And actually when she did that sort of like Black Panther, Black Power fist thing mm-hmm. That actually could have been a really nice version of of the the torch. Yes, could have been if she'd done it that way. Could have been, you know, if she uh, a more of a, a sort of racial empowerment statement. Yeah, which could have been interesting. Yeah, no, and and it is brilliant, you know. And actually, it was identifiable that it was the Statue of Liberty. But you know, the reality is, it could have been slightly elevated. I think, but you know, it wasn't enough to save. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah Conda was up next mm-hmm. who did a sort of I mean a, a gorgeous pink grand piano in a nice sort of a magenta dress and some live singing some fake piano playing but some that was humor lots of humor yeah really the, funny when she said reveal oh wrong dress like really expertly interwoven comedy with music here yeah and 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 a love of you know almost like a playful way of uh, an homage or parody to what drag queens do in that situation, you know, yeah. like the oh the reveal, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm in my white pants, my granny pants, yeah. not wrong dress. Love that whole concept. Really nice, affectionate kind of parody kind of feel. Poke fun at yourself. I I really liked that. It was quite classic in some ways, you know. The use of the the gentleman in his uh, Union Jack pants was very nice. You know, bring him in. Yeah, they already know I'm not play. playing it. You come on. <laughs> he he really gave it socks though. He you know was what? really. He... And I wasn't that sure. Yeah. <laughs> he I was, was really I was feeling a lot it. Of kudos to you know, I was thinking, Hannah, you give, give me my faith here. Not only are you funny, but you can play piano. Oh, maybe not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, I, then... it endeared me a little bit. You know, that whole okay. kind of level of comment and sang. You know, live, you know, the whole thing about it. I'm a bit pitchy. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Completely pitchy. <laughs> but actually, I'm way more... I pretty. can't have a singer on the pod and not critique the vocals. Oh, my you know, God, so. it was completely pitchy. But actually, it was quite endearing because of that. Uh, you know, some people will get away with pitchy, right? Some people will get away with it because the level of humor was correct, right? So you can get away with pitchy. If if they weren't pitchy, they actually in a weird way sometimes it adds a little something to the performance. If it's too perfect, sometimes you know if you're like going out like Maria Callas giving it all the shenanigans, you know, <laughs> you know sometimes it it is about getting the right balance between the two. And live singing is pitchy, you know, and except me, obviously I'm amazing, but I'm just you know, no, no. But what I'm saying is, you know, sometimes people are pitchy. You know, Dina Menzel probably one arguably one of the best singers, you know who would do musicals say if they're getting 78% of the 75% or whatever percentages in the seventies, anyway, if they're getting all those notes right in a show, they're happy, you know, 
it lives in and it's, it's there and gone. The problem is when you do it on live, you know, TV, it's, it's, it's there and gone while you sing it, but not while you're actually listening. Not forever, it's yeah, there forever. Exactly. You know, so you... And I think when I saw the pitchiness, I was kind of thinking, well, this is a bit pitchy, but I was like, you know what? it's actually not really about the singing. No, you it know? isn't. It's, singing it's about is the story. Vehicle. Yeah, exactly. You know, let's be honest, yeah. you know, <laughs> you could argue, you know, Mae West would have been pitchy in her way. <laughs> the, you know, the people, <laughs> you, would have, you would have forgiven her anything. You don't care because there's enough yeah. chutzpah. You know, so you're looking for the energy or attitude. So I think Hannah brought it to the table enough that you, yeah, sure. I sat there and went, that's a little pitchy. But if I'm <laughs> if I'm overly focusing on the pitchiness, then that means I've I've actually already forgotten how good the rest of it is. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I'd already forgiven the pitchy. I didn't care yeah. if if, if Hannah had been a really great singer, I probably would have been a bit disappointed. You know, felt a bit, or maybe even a bit threatened. I'm not sure. I also loved her runway. Oh, listen to like, us on the face of this. This evil can evil Priscilla of the desert, and then reveals and like then has a powerful message for the oh, first the softness stations. of that. I just wanted that, and I think so nice, like on a UK stage to just dis- discuss the colonialism of her country. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, you yeah, know, hammered at home. I was like, she could win based on this combination of stuff. Oh, I love, I love all of what she did there, just right there. You know, so in, in the three this different sections, in a way for me, Hannah brought it to the table in her own way uh, without compromising, but also without alienating. And I think that's a real skill. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and like, it looked really good as well. Like, oh, you know, it, the the execution on the, on the garment looked really, really good. Mm-hmm. And slight interaction with the judges on the runway. I don't know if that's yeah, allowed, exactly. but I quite liked it. No, it is allowed. It is allowed. But like sometimes only like the the most uh, improv- improvising queens can do it. Oh, you got to be confident because if you're shooting yeah. someone back, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I've been I've been on stage with queens, and let me tell you, you you're never going to win, right? <laughs> if you're on with Shirley Temple or on Panty Bar. You know, you're not winning with them, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if you can hold your own a little bit and make them laugh, that's that's a moment. You know? That's a win. That is a win. But you have to have confidence. You, you do. You have to know what you're talking about. So, uh, so John Pers yeah. came through. Oh, so maybe I'm just, am I getting confused? Because maybe the look I described was actually, yeah, I'm right. So the look I described earlier on, you're right, is actually the final mm-hmm. look with the shamrock and the green bolero. You confused me earlier. Are you impressed you that were I right. that? I confused myself. Yes, I am. Uh, so that was her final look. See, I did my uh, homework. So the first, one, the first one had the snakes in the hair because That's it was right. St. Patrick the reference. Okay. That's where I was going with that. Okay. Um, but the, the the talent show was a lip sync about being a fashion queen but not being a fashion queen. Mm-hmm. And then like she stood up in a dress that was fine like yeah it looked weird because she hadn't any sort of she hadn't drawn her breasts and she didn't have her breastplate in yes so she kind of looked kind of boyish and then finished it with trouble cease when i bend over i mean what a bonkers line that is no it was like <laughs> political question mark i'm not sure what's going on there. <laughs> i'm not just trying to buy votes i don't know what that is <laughs> you know maybe the, yeah. <laughs> i'll go all the way for that <laughs> You know, you, you got to admire that level of commitment to be. Yeah, exactly. It was humor in what in what Jumber did. You know, you have to say there was a bit of humor, but it's very Irish. That very Irish kind of thing where you're kind of sores and putting yourself down a little bit. And you're right, the look wasn't full drag in in the way the level of some of the others. So it, you're right, there was kind of that boyish look off it, and you know, you were kind of going, Jesus, lads, like you know, you could have put a little bit more 
you know, rather than you look like you put a tiny bit of, you know, that string of sequins that you buy to put. Yeah, just on the top, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong, anybody who knows the way I dress, like the, the sequins, I'm slightly allergic. I do my best every year to try and incorporate something remotely glamorous, but I know on that level you have to be bringing it, you know, and so it, I think... The level of humor in it and the fact that they were doing the thing but if he doesn't if jobber doesn't uh, elevate the finish of what he's wearing i think that might be a problem but i actually really liked what he came out in the end yeah no me too i did like that as well i i, I, that, I think... it was it was very you know shamrocky but it was still hmm. it was still it kind of, good. i think it looked well i think i really I liked too. it I just think like the Grand Dame, if you are going to reference your aesthetic mm-hmm. in a in a talent, you need to have, make sure the aesthetic matches the braggadocio that you're referencing your aesthetic with. Yeah. And there's something about her reference of the critiques of her last time that I don't really feel she fully like hammered home that she was saying these with like, I'm in on the joke and that she wasn't saying them slightly bitter. Right. I get that. Okay, I, I get that. And and it's important that it doesn't tip over into that. Yeah. Because if it does, it becomes unlikable. Yeah. And you exactly. gotta like it. I mean, I don't get me wrong, we all love and drag when people are getting proper in the moment of bitch and you know, and we want the drama, but you don't want it to be just all about that. I think reference it now in the first show, fair enough, but move on. Yeah. That's exactly move on. Move on. Because you kind of heard it when she came back in her talking head. Blah blah blah. People said this. People said that. And this is the song. And that. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to hear about it again. Yeah. So I get it. We're recognizing it. We'll give you that. Let's move on now. Yeah. Show them where you're going. Exactly. Not where you're going. <laughs> it's like a song. We're writing a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show them where you're going. Not where, Not where you've been. <laughs> Eurovision 2025. Oh, here we we're come. so there. So there. I'll see you around together. <laughs> yeah. We have to bring the rope, though. That's it. We, yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what happened. Well, then we only were only have, what, six people on stage? I know, six. Okay, we only have the gang at three. So, yeah. the big question there would be of the old Eurovision legends, who would you be having on the stage? And that's six. <laughs> There's only the seven of us now. Be very careful. Oh, of don't, the winners. Don't answer. Don't answer. Don't answer because I'd be hurt. Okay. I can't say Mickey Joe. Right? <laughs> oh, Mickey Joe. Yeah. Well, Keen, that's a not, that's a conversation we'll have after this then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Arantxa Castilla is up next. Her Moving swiftly. Was this <laughs> sleepy, wanky what name pr- was that tutorial? About? And then at the to end, these... that was a weird dream, Dad. Okay. Be- yeah. My favorite bit was when RuPaul goes, "Can somebody answer the door?" <laughs> Who's answering the door? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, in, in, this, this for a, up to a point, kept me present in the moment to be like, where is this going? No. And then I kind of realized it's not really going. Anywhere. I didn't go anywhere. That's the problem. And, 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 and it would only have worked if you had had some reference to go somewhere. I don't know what the intent was there. You know, I like the cartoon character look. You know, the way it was kind of almost, you know, Jetson's car- ca- cartoon character. Like, he, he, Yes, you know, there was some good things in it, but I didn't know where it was going. What the hell is this about? That poor boy underneath didn't know what was going on either. Let me tell you, <laughs> he wasn't present for that at all. 
though he wanted that to he, be he wanted to go back and play the piano for Hannah yeah <laughs> <laughs> now whereas on the runway I really enjoyed this flamenco doll inspired oh yeah me with too the sort of like with the sort of flat sombrero mm. we kind of had I don't know what the official name and I like that kind of side bustle thing yeah very the fabulous off the shoulder great colours yeah, I thought this this is a real elevation in her aesthetic mm-hmm. from, the, from her first outing, even from when she walked into the room. And I think, you know, this made me excited for her more than the talent show. Yeah, well, thankfully. How often does the talent show come up? Situation, is that oh, it? Once, once a season, yeah, that'll be it. Oh, no. Yeah, so this reminds me of that beauty queen who has no talent and is told to, you know, do the, the glass ringing thing or something, you know, just... Like, yeah. <laughs> and just... <laughs> You know, just let's get that over with and move on. To the yeah. Next yeah, yeah, yeah. And now the swimwear. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's move on. <laughs> I'm quite liking that concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so but no, she looked good. She looked good. She, she did look good. good. So that. that promises well for what's coming. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tia Coffee, then finally. So Tia Coffee has been releasing music since she's been on Drag Race. Of her you can songs. tell. You can tell. Yeah. Because that and, track and her song was complete. No doubt. And ever. you can tell she is, she's a real student of early 2000s Xenomania, Girls Aloud, mm-hmm. Sugar Babes. This song was like, felt like it was written in that time. Yeah. Um. And I think she did a really good job pulling it off. And then in the runway, she wore a really gorgeous bell-shaped gown in a Nigerian print that had some sort of like Absolutely a beautiful. Yeah, such an elevation for her as well compared to the ice cream cone she wore. But they definitely wanted the dossier. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, move on from that stupid joke. Yeah, it um, was no joke. Yeah, she looked gorgeous. I, I kind of wish she gorgeous. got a critique from them to, to so they could say it to her. Yes, because but, they were yeah. too focused on that thing. I, I kind of got this thing, but they missed the the conversation that that was about. But actually, the dress yeah. was magnificent, just beautiful, yeah, beautifully made, really beautiful reference. Just really, and she really pulled it off. And I, she had a really good week this yeah, week. I think. Yeah. I, you so know, yeah. There's three that are in the top. There's three that are in the bottom every week. Okay. The actual outcome was that Marina, La Grande Dame, Teresa were in the top. Scarlett, Gothi and Mayhem were in the bottom. Who would have been Neve Cavanaugh's choice for the top three, top bottom? I wasn't surprised to see Marina up there, right? Come on. No. You know, let's be honest. We all knew. It was like one of those things. Like, Agreed. How are we going to put other people around her to make it look like it might not be her? A competition. <laughs> they were trying to make it a TV show. It wasn't really working out. You know, in this environment... Marina was definitely winning it, and yeah, you know because it stand out the whole performance. Because if the show is about the talent and the queen of country, you know she totally nailed the brief, without a doubt. So that is not as well. The grand dam was either going to go one side or the other, right? So they got the humor of her one way thing, and they got the humor and the alternate side of the drag. So that's kind of nice because you're representing two different elements of drag there. Really good. And and Trisha May then was the other one. Did you say who was the other? Yeah, she she was high in the episode, but would you have put her high? I wouldn't have put her as high, right? No. And who I, would you have have in her in her place? I'm not 100 percent sure. To be fair, um, you know, uh, maybe Hannah because that I emotionally kind of I agree. I I, I think agree. Hannah brought more of the other side of drag to me. You know, the, so you would have had the three elements there. George or Trisha May to me almost brought something very similar to marina but not quite yeah you know and that's that's what it felt like to me so Mm. possibly but then sometimes and i will say this sometimes when you're in the room with something 
as opposed to yeah, watching of course. it on TV, you get a very different energy. So there is that element about that. So that, but that's just it, you know, again, that's down to whatever. But the good thing about this is they would have been thereabouts. So it wouldn't have mattered, you know, definitely that. The three bottoms were Scarlet May or Scarlet. Uh, Scarlet Mayhem and uh, Gothy. Yes. Okay. Well, possibly they would have been the three. Well, Mayhem to me would have been in simply because you didn't do, you didn't, you just didn't do your job. You didn't do your job in the talent. I'm sorry. You know, and you didn't, you weren't endearing enough when you did forget the words. You know, there's ways of making a mistake and getting past it. She did, she didn't even achieve that. So, you know, she was relying completely on making a pact with the devil at the end, as we know. <laughs> and neither of them were having it. <laughs> so I would have, I, I think my top three would have been, obviously, Marina, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I would have put Hannah up there because I think both the talent show and the runway, she, oh, she really knocked it. out of the park. Completely. And then I, I don't, I'm not mad at the grand I'm up there. I would have also happily seen Tia Coffee because I think she had a really good week yeah. as well. I think. But how much how much affection well. do you have for Tia Coffee? Like, is there something that you're bringing from before? Do you think? <clears throat> no, I have to say I didn't like. I really like Tia Coffee. I wasn't an absolute stan like other people, but mm-hmm. I just think like I I think I'm more wowed by her dress than the grand dam's dress. Um, so I I think they're kind of neck yes. and neck. I would have had it either way. To yes, I agree. But then it depends on which way you're coming from. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And to be honest, the, the the challenge normally is worth more than than the runway. Yeah. Um. Whereas I really liked Scarlett. I don't think she deserved to be in the bottom three. I would have had John Purse or Arantia in there. I was a little surprised that Scarlett was in the bottom. Right. And don't get me wrong. I, she wasn't up at the top for me. But uh, and she was a little bit forgettable, as I said earlier on, because I even though there was a little time between, I was trying to remind myself who she was. But actually, I was a little surprised, but I don't think we were as surprised as she was. I don't think so. <laughs> she looked a little, what the hell is that here? She was, she was gearing up for good critiques and then they were like, oh, she was like, oh, so, oh I'm in the bottom, am I? <laughs> right, okay. She was not expecting that. You know? no, and part of that, part of me likes that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we see them go backstage. They have their their chats. This mm-hmm. is kind of normally how it happens. They okay. try with the uh, they try uh, have their one on ones, and they often try which don't establish... which didn't look awkward at all or staged in no. any way. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so they both. Well, sorry, we know Marina goes on to win, and she gets rid of mayhem. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of Mayhem being like, oh, I'll make a pact. And I was thinking in that moment, Mayhem's more likely to go on and be able to like save her in the future. Because she's probably more likely to win a challenge than Gothi is. Mm-hmm. But also, like, she's more likely to win a challenge, thus more competition. Get rid of her now. I think that that was Marina's I approach. think there's an element of that for both of them. I think, yeah. I don't know who... Um, so Le you'll Grand find out at the picked. start, you'll find out at the start of next episode who Le Grand Dame Okay. Picks. I have a funny feeling... Uh, I think they're not looking for pacts yet. There's not. There's no. There's time for them to make kind of alliances a little further down. But Mayhem was playing the best card that they could. You know. I mean, let's be yeah, honest. I agree. You know that. What other options have they got? You know, none. You know, they have to go because they know she knew. She knew she did wrong, and yeah. and the talent. And she said she deserved to be in the bottom. Yeah. I, exactly right. And she's right. She did because she didn't do the right. Which is a shame because actually, if she'd remembered it, she probably would have been absolutely fine. You're, you're right. You know, if she, which is a shame because actually her energy would have been great through it. You know, but at the same time, you know, yeah, you don't put the work and, in. And and it's a difficult position to be like 
you know, they, she could have argued that like Gothi Kendall did her talent and didn't mess it up and still is in the bottom whereas I made one mistake and now I'm being penalised for it. Because it's like, they normally have to do those talents twice. There's, there's likely another version of that talent that she did perfectly, but they showed the mistake because they've done that before. Oh, so, I mean, um, I did not so know she that. could have argued that as well. But I think it is hard to think like from Marina's perspective, I don't want to be the person who sends someone home first twice. I think that is also an element of guilt. I got the impression that Grand Dam was going to send home Gothi because did she not say to Mayhem, you don't need to say your goodbyes yet? Yeah, there was that, that kind but of I don't like... know whether you, that could have been in the edit. You just don't know. The bluff. And yeah, actually, to bluff. be honest, you can say that to anybody until, and if they're going, you That's can, true. you know. Yeah. <laughs> don't say your goodbyes. You're already going to say, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> You know, actually, to me, that's that's that lovely kind of. Oh, I I might love you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might love you. <laughs> then I don't remember Rue having a cold up until the end. Then Rue seemed to really be coming down with a cold because yeah. he even says like I sound like B. Arthur or whatever. Sorry, I dropped something there. Um, which was weird. And then because I'm so susceptible and to psychosomatic. Okay, so you felt you had a cold. Then? I sounded like my eyes started to water listening to him talk. So I mean, did you did you, did you feel like go and get the lemsip? What's, what's I mean, I love like? a lemsip. What's your go-to when you have a cold? Lemsip. lemsip. I love a lemsip. Oh, oh my god. So maybe I will and have none one. of these none of these lemsip tablets. Like give me the whole. You no, know, I want hot. I want the full drink. Yeah, and do you put sugar in as well, honey? Or whatever. No. Oh. Oh, honey. Maybe honey. Yeah, honey's sure. good. Honey's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sweetening um, up a little bit. Not that you need sweetening, King. Clearly. Thanks. <laughs> you haven't heard me when I'm being mean. Oh, I love being uh, mean. Come on, don't, don't be too nice here, King. <laughs> Uh, Marina takes on the Grand Dam in the lip sync mm-hmm. to 90s house classic live and joy dreamer yeah um, Marina I think I think the Grand Dam was too Jar Jar Binks <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Oh, it was, couldn't, couldn't it was absolutely it was like like Grand Dam spent the whole time trying to get in her face like running, I'm just going to lie in front of you here in the hopes that in the hopes I'm going to distract the fact that you are absolutely nailing this in a full At one point, she stands in front of her. Situation. Yes, <laughs> like, she's standing in front of her, and she because she's so tall, she casts such a long shadow. She she's just, like with her full legs. <laughs> yeah, the the queens in the back were entirely in shade because she was <laughs> very tall, very tall. But there was a lovely moment where she was going back into the you know when they were going back in to decide who they were going to save. Yeah, and, and she was trying to get the Eiffel Tower in. She had to lean down. And go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she could have just broken that feckin' Eiffel Tower off. It would wouldn't have mattered at that point. But you know, it's interesting actually. <clears throat> um, I hadn't watched that kind of thing where they lip sync together, you know. And in my head, I was thinking, do they know what song it is before they do it? Surely they do. Surely they do. You know, because yeah, I know as drag queens, it is your duty to know certain songs. Mm. <laughs> it's just like people yeah, so automatically be- assume I'm going to know how to sing. I will. I will survive. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you just think that's obviously in your DNA. Yeah. <laughs> so you they, they'd be given all the songs for the season in advance and then on the day they're told which song it is. Oh, super. Yeah, so they have to do, yeah, they have to put the work in, which is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, great. 100%. You should, you should. Uh, so other things, Annie, Annie's surprised that Marina wins, Mayhem Goes Home, which I think in terms of the actual performance of this episode feels the correct result. It does, yeah, like, it does. In terms of the outcome of the season, yeah. maybe not, but... And, but, but even from a TV point of view, uh, you want Gothi moving forward because you want to see if there's going to be some redemption, you know, 
know, and, you know, when I look at things like this, it's like the X factors and all that, although I don't really watch them, I don't like them. But the thing is, you're looking for what is going to make a good TV show. You know, no offense to the drag, but the reality is, yes, what they want to see is who's going to bring the drama, who's going to bring this. Mayhem might have brought more drama and more gameplay, but the reality is there wasn't enough there to work with. If there was more about Mayhem, then they would have found a way to move them past. Yeah, agreed, agreed. That's what I uh, think. Okay, so I've I've two I've two questions for you before we wrap up. Okay. One is who's gonna win? Oh. And the second is, are you gonna watch the rest of the season? Okay, well the first question is I think it can go quite a few ways. Right. And I tell you why, because getting a sense of who's gonna really rock it, I I think there's a couple of options, but I I think some people will fall by the wayside despite their strong start. That's what I think. And it's too early to tell. So I know who my heart wants to win. Who's that? Jumpers? I, I I'd love to see Jumpers only because, yeah. you know, because <laughs> I quite so like for, the for sense the record. Hmm? UK season, UK versus the world season one was won by Blue Hydrangea, who's also a Belfast queen. I, I actually, at the beginning of the show, you'll be amazed to know that I had to go and go. And I've been hearing about Blue Hydrangea so much that I kind of went away and thought, has any Irish artist, you know, any of my friends that I know who I admire, have they ever entered? Have they ever? And there was no real reference. The only reference that came up, you know, when, when you Google, you know, any Irish queens in RuPaul Drag Race, the only one you get is blue, right? So so um, your heart wants, you, it's like Eurovision, you can't help yourself. You know, I live in the UK, yeah. so I vote copiously for Ireland. <laughs> no matter, it doesn't matter who they are, I'm voting. Because right? <laughs> I, I can. You know? mm. so, although the UK quite often can't vote for Ireland in the, in the actual thing, so in the semi-final. But you know what I mean, on the night. So there's an element to that. But um but I also have a, a bit of a girl for Hannah Conda because in a weird way, Hannah re- represents a part of drag that I love, which has humor and intelligence. And, you know, I quite like and glamour. Yes. Glamour without a doubt. That goes mm. without saying. I think, mo- the, you know, for me, definitely has that element, but also has that really clever kind of, comedy which i like you know where you can get something across but without art you with a sense of humor and a sense of something so i there's part of me that loves that you know so yeah. but then yeah. then you look at the level and actually tea or coffee would surprise us yeah I, I think so too uh i think it is a real shock that one of the u.s queens has gone out first that will really knock the balance off the show because mm-hmm. They are, like I kind of said, they have the biggest reputations going in there. They've got, you know, really high caliber mm-hmm. of drag. They'll be expected to be one of the front runners as soon as they go in the door. Yeah, but why would you not Scarlet's prepare? On her own. Why would you do something and not have it so prepared that you're just yeah. doing it? You know, that's yeah. that's just not right. A hundred percent. So but the I fact don't that care Scarlet's on her own. That's the way it is. Yeah, the fact that Scarlett's on her own now, I think will throw will might knock her off her game because in the first season the two US queens survived all the way to the end. Yeah, already one of them has fallen, so that that could really put the cat amongst the pigeons. Yeah, because no. although it's UK versus the world, it's kind of UK US versus the world. Yeah, they end up in these kind of camps. No, no, definitely. Um, so that's gonna be interesting. So we're gonna watch the rest of the season. Have I have I converted oh you to God, a drag a race? Part of me is slightly invested now. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, this is the problem that I have, isn't it? Isn't it that whole yeah. thing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I needed a new addiction like I needed like 
you know, another 20 pounds. But, you know, <laughs> you know, like really keen. <laughs> really, did you want to be given this? So are you going to be checking in to see if I am? Going to be uh, I will if you <laughs> I'll be curious to know <laughs> you know first of all it's on BBC3 so luckily because I'm up the north I can yeah. watch the player anytime so that's okay the chances of me being free on a Friday night to watch it every night is it on a Friday is that when it's on yeah it's a Friday but you can record it oh serious record just... my love serious yeah. record on my little yeah. old fashioned yeah, exactly. book <laughs> I'm so old school honestly and you know I know for a fact my husband's not going to be invested in this mm. it took Covid for them to have any opinions on Strictly you know, okay. yeah, this isn't going to do. No, that. no. But but if you stick with it, I'll check in with you before the finale. Oh, I'd love it. Have a little, I, little I may catch even up to see little moments of what the hell. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's gone so soon. Oh, no. Don't let that happen. No, <laughs> but it's interesting. You know, the other thing I'm going to say is I could be a judge on that. I tell you why, you because you only have to say it before sentences. What the hell is going on with that? Yeah. Do they say more than I that? Mean, some of them are better than others okay. and uh, yeah I mean I love Richard E. Grant but yeah he didn't get much time well, but it, I think overall they actually didn't have a lot of time because they so is it, it because they were, were introducing you know I think because they squeezed the talent show and the runway and all the intros in I think there was a lot it was a lot you didn't yeah, get any time with anybody so the judges yeah. were so is there usually a lot more time with the judges because I really want more of that <laughs> It can be if they're a good judge they and they have really good lines that you get sure. more of them, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You would have expected yeah. Alan Carr to have more to say. Yeah. So Just saying. There you go. Just saying. And Graham, Graham Norton is the, will be the judge next week. Oh, well, we so, love Graham. Yeah. We love Graham. Who doesn't love Graham? Well, look, I'm here manifesting you now be, being a judge on that show. Okay. And I'll be like, she only watches it because of me and I've never been asked to. <laughs> the rest of the world's going to be fucking shit. Can you bring me as your personal assistant? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, don't get, get me wrong, okay. Grode. Right, you've heard it here. There'll be a wrap for Grode. <laughs> I might have to do. I, I've never had an entourage before, but I definitely will go for it. Grode and I can be like uh, wearing one big like um, Inspector Morris. Or like a suit. Coat. So we'll just be on. Yeah, we'll just be we'll just You'd be, be one Legrand Dam. I'll be, be on his shoulder. As the Legrand Le Dam. Dam. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Neve, thank you so much for chatting to me today. Um, <laughs> we're in the premium feed, so people will know that you host uh, Agony Rants yes. with Road. Yes, they do. Um, so it maybe maybe you haven't got a chance to check it out yet, or maybe you're behind. Go over there, listen to their wise advice. <laughs> it's come up to Eurovision season, so I'm sure you have plenty of thoughts on what's going ha- going to happen over there. Oh, well. thoughts! Yeah, we always have thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't always uh, get to express them fully simply because you know Garode edits the show. I just want to be very clear about that. Uh, so if I'm <laughs> funnier than him it, it gets left out I think yeah. <laughs> he denies it but I'm not that sure <laughs> you do the same if he if he pulled out his guitar and sang really really well oh like, well oh, no he would just wouldn't be on the gig that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> delete delete okay. uh, thank you so much for listening to the show uh, we'll be covering all of you papers the world in the same Thank you for supporting Heads with Plus, and I'll chat to you really soon. Bye!